Hello, I'm Jordan B. White. I've seen a million horror movies. And I'm Stefan Lawrence, and I've seen some. Together, we're going to watch some of the most iconic horror movies of all time. And I'll be watching them from between my fingers. Horror fanatic meets scaredy cat for the ultimate binge watch. This is Nature Trail the Hell. Hello, my name is Jordan D. White. I am a comic book editor over in New York. And I am Stefan Lawrence, and I'm a theme park designer in Southern California. Welcome to Nature Trail to Hell, where we watch horror movies, some of which, well, I, most of which Stefan hasn't seen. I, I don't remember. I, I didn't to. look. No, yeah, no, no. I had not seen a single movie in this entire Texas Chainsaw franchise. Okay, so we have it's yet all, to break all, all that fresh part to of me. the conceit. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we broke the part where I've seen them all, but. Well, okay. look, it's unfair uh, of this podcast to assume that you have seen every movie. No, right? just all the horror movies. But I, I mean, that's silly, too. It's not possible. And it's I don't want to see them all. You, that's not true. Because over the course of this podcast, eventually, <laughs> you will see all the movies. Every horror movie? There was a time when I was a kid when that was my assumption. Have we talked about that? No. Like, when, that I would just, if you if a movie trailer came out, it, like my brain was just like, well, I mean, I'm going to see it at some point. Like, yeah, I'm in. Like, I, like I just the thought, like, yeah, of course, I will see it, all movies. It doesn't Obviously. matter how dumb it is, how ridiculous. It's like, yeah, sure, I'll see that. Um, I don't even know. I don't think I ever came to the moment of realization that, oh, I'm not going to see all movies. But obviously, eventually, I did figure it out. <laughs> well, well, how about we make that? That can be the sort of the uh, stated or unstated goal of the podcast is that eventually we will watch all the movies. All movies of all time? No, no, no. All horror movies. Okay. Just, just, That's yeah, not all my. Oh, my God. All movies of all time. We would never get that done. That's yeah. impossible. How many horror movies are there? It's it's a smaller infinity than the other infinity. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so I we feel can like handle it. it. <laughs> are there fifteen hundred? I mean, like, all right, you have to put some. We have to put some parameters around it, right? It has to be like released in theaters in North America. Uh, I don't know. I, wow! So I literally just started googling how many horror movies and it automatically filled how many horror movies are there before i finished so okay this is a question people ask okay um this, this is not answering <laughs> this is not none of these are actually answering the question <laughs> it, it it sort of answers it with a question it was like why do you want to know what uh, possible reason could you want to know how many horror movies i mean i can it's tell like you how there many were 229 there were 229 in 1990, and there were 358 in there, 2000, but that doesn't help. That's th 358 horror movies by some count? Okay. In 2000. All right. All right. Well, maybe, maybe okay, maybe that's not a, not a good goal. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that is, well, that's, no, that's still, we could watch one every day. Um, oh, actually. And then we would finish one on. year's horror movies. Hold on, hold on. 2006, they had 874. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. So, okay. That that has got to be a very liberal definition of I'm sure it includes horror direct movie. Video. I'm oh, sure it includes yes, that. Yes, yes, exactly. There were there were not 800 theatrical releases of horror movies in 2006. Oh, here's a, a, a There's only been in, there's in, only been 400,000 movies or something released since the dawn of cinema. Well, this doesn't give me a number, but uh, that I can see, but on the horror.fandom.com wiki, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it does have a chronological list of all horror films released. Oh, all right. Well, okay. So for, for our next season, we should just watch <laughs> horror movies. <laughs> we'll start from the beginning and we'll just go through every single horror movie. I mean, according to this, there's already 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. There's already 19 listed for 2023. Now, those are not all released yet, though. But this doesn't this doesn't have 800. This has a much less crazy um, definite well, actually, number. Maybe not because some of these years have a lot. I don't know. Anyway, this is All why right. are we talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if you're with us this far, we have uh, we have now completed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series, and this will be the first of two bonus episodes that we're going to release uh, of uh, Texas Chainsaw. Uh, adjacent adjacent movies or inspired movies right so obviously the series casts a long shadow so we have picked two films that we're going to just watch uh that are sort of in the in the same ballpark i I, that this reminds me though that i do want to call back to something we talked about in one of the previous episodes which i don't remember which one yes which is i cannot believe it seems like such a no-brainer but i cannot believe there someone hasn't done other state chainsaw massacre i feel like there was like an arkansas shark arkansas prison shark massacre no but that's just like sure i'm talking about like we uh, like netflix has the rights to do texas chainsaw massacre films and they're like what are we going to do for the next one and they literally could just be like new york chainsaw massacre like let's do this it would be fun and interesting i'm sorry i need to actually correct the record there uh the movie i was referring to was sharkansaw women's prison massacre Directed by Jim Wynorski, who also did Chopping Mall and Return of Swamp Thing, uh, and stars Tracy Lords, the uh, former uh, porn actress. Goodness gracious. I, I, um, I Look, I'm on the record as saying I enjoy Chopping Mall quite a bit. Um, yeah, I haven't so, watched that one yet. Yeah, yeah. There's apparently a Java game called California Chainsaw Massacre, but that's not that doesn't count. You're right. I, you know what? Yeah, exactly. And I, yeah, I, I feel like the joke I made the last time we talked about this was that Sufjan Stevens needs it's it needs to be like yes. Sufjan Stevens yes. style, where it's just an ode to different states and the way in which they massacre, because it's going to be vastly different. A Massachusetts chainsaw massacre is vastly different than. I mean, it could be like the Massachusetts Chowder Massacre. <laughs> no, that, but I, no, I want to keep it chainsaw. It's all chainsaws. Yeah, because the point is that this is part of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. We're just going to different states. That's it's all. not the it's not the state weapon massacre. No, no, no. franchise. Because okay. that I do like like you like you kind of demonstrated. I feel like you can do that, that, that and it's that different veers IP. into parody. Yeah, this is. I mean, listen, this is probably going to have Leatherface in it what? somehow. This well, we haven't even said what this is. This the movie California oh. Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, I sorry, or... I, thought, I thought you meant the subject of uh, this episode. No, 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 okay. no. I'm saying, I'm saying. Okay, right. So it's like cha- so. I guess Leather- there's different approaches. There's the there's the simple one, which is the family is no longer safe in Texas, and they go to a different. This is the state. this is the Jaws the Revenge. Oh, I see. But with that that family, right? So it's yeah, uh, yeah. Right. yeah. The family just decides no, to no, pick, no. pick up and the move. The Sawyers or the or the Hewitts, whichever one universe we're in, right? Just moves to California, or or it's the, the the California cousins of the same family, and Leatherface is like, I got nothing left in Texas. I got to go somewhere else. Um, 
or something. Ooh, uh, or, or, or I'd like to see the Grapes of Wrath version where, you know, like Texas dries up and they have to migrate west to find fortune in California. Or the uh, that so that's that's the one version. But then I guess the other version is the multiverse version, which is where you go. What if it's it's the it's the California Chainsaw Massacre? What if the Sawyer family was always in California? What's different about them? We're going to just redo the movie again, again and <laughs> <So> again. <that's- laughs> and and w- what would happen if they had dinner in Alaska? <laughs> How different would it have been? How different would it be? Well, I mean, it's that it would be fun just to see uh, the uh, obnoxious and insulting things people think about different states. <laughs> Canada Chainsaw Massacre. Sure, why not? Let's get it. Let's, it, it eventually, we'll get it's international. The, it's the most polite. <laughs> they keep apologizing for cutting people into pieces. Now that, honestly, well, I guess it's because the original was such a big deal. I was going to say, I'm kind of shocked, too, that they haven't done that. They haven't done an international one. Like, how is there not a, like... Like a Bollywood <laughs> version of Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah, Siberia Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a, a remake of all sorts. I mean, I don't know I, what's I, the I, Texas I, of Japan. The, that chainsaw what, massacre. What is the Texas of Japan? I don't know. Tokyo chainsaw massacre. <laughs> no, that's clearly is, not is the it, Texas. No, no, it's not. But is a great name for a movie. Sure. Tokyo sure. chainsaw massacre is clearly a very good idea for a movie. Yes. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. I, like all of this is just an untapped oil mine. I mean, I, I do. I do. Oil mine. Yep. <laughs> Listen, I have an oil mine bridge to sell you. <laughs> okay. Well, I think it's a good idea and I think we should do it. Uh, okay. I'm in. Okay. I've good. got like 30 bucks in my pocket. What do you think? I think that'll, I th- you know what? I mean, I think that that'll buy you a Chainsaw Massacre movie. Look. <laughs> That they, uh, that skin of a rink movie that came out only cost fifteen thousand dollars. Okay, well, it was pretty cheap, cheap to make. I bet oh, you we can make the cheapest, most dangerous movie of all time. Just um, use real chainsaws. I'm gonna go down to a chainsaw store and buy three chainsaws, and I'm gonna test them out on a log. <laughs> yep, just to make uh, sure I'm getting good chainsaws. Well, I think I don't think it, the problem is not use, having a real chainsaw. In fact, you probably want to use a real chainsaw, right? You just don't want to put the chain on. I guess still seems dangerous. I guess probably yeah. you're right. Look, we're in a post-rust era in which there probably needs to be a chainsaw armorer if we're going to do this correctly. So, do you know any Ooh. chainsaw armorers? Not yet. Not yet. All right. Put putting out a call if anybody knows any chainsaw armorers. We need one for the Tokyo Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> also, we need to go to Japan. Oh, goodness. Or this Vancouver. We can film it in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. Vancouver can pass for any city. Pass for Tokyo. Yeah, absolutely. Probably. I'm sure. Anyway, well, okay. We, we, we have now gotten far enough that I, I, I feel obliged to actually say what we we're talking about in case. Please. Yes. Uh, so uh, this is... The first of our two bonus episodes, in which this is a movie I have not seen, we are going to be watching Rob Zombie's A House of a Thousand Corpses. Oddly uh, enough, for both of the movies we've chosen as our bonus movies, which is not the case, I don't think, with the last time's movies, both of them we've chosen our, our films with sequels, <laughs> which I do feel weird about now that I've started thinking about it. Like, they are, they, they very much belong. We'll get bonus episodes. I mean, they might It'll be like an endless chain of bonus babies. Listen, I would probably do it. 
I would right. probably be. We, we, it's not like we know what the, we're doing next. Th- there's no reason we can't circle back and uh, and a- add him in later and pretend that was always the plan. It's totally fine. Uh, um, but yes, House of a Thousand Corpses. So I have seen this movie. I saw it not in the theaters for sure. I saw it on rental, uh, probably VHS, because this was a long time ago. This movie came out. When did this movie come out? Two uh, thousand ish. No, I don't think so. Is it that? Maybe, maybe you're right. Oh my God, 2003? All right, so it came out the same year as the uh, reboot of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So same, 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 same year. You mean the, the remake? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was 2003. Right. And what, well, yes. However, it came out in 2003. <laughs> mm. What did it languish on a it little did. shelf? It did. Now, how I, long did it languish on a shelf for? That's always a good sign. <laughs> it's not always a terrible sign. Don't, don't forget. Sometimes it is. I'm going Cabin to. I'm, I'm looking at you, next generation. Right, but also Cabin in the Woods. Um. So, so I mean, I, I guess I can tell you the origin of this film without yeah. telling you the plot. Uh, apparently, Mr. Zombie, uh, Mr. Robert Zombie, <laughs> uh, was hired by Universal Studios to design a haunted maze attraction for their their Halloween Horror Nights. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently, it was like, this was helping to revive it. This is in 1999. Like, it was apparently, I don't know how how fallow it had gone, but, like, apparently he he gets credit. Somebody said he he got an award for helping bring back Halloween Horror Nights. Okay. Anyway, um, so he was hired to design that, and in doing that, he came up with the idea for this movie and he was like universal well this idea for a movie what do you think and they were like that sounds great let's absolutely do this um they started making it in 2000 um it was done by halloween 2000 oh um and universal was like no no this is not quite ready so the uh the Halloween horror maze, instead of being called House of a Thousand Corpses as it was originally designed, it was ended up being called American Nightmare and totally contained all the exact same references to the movie. Uh, but they were sitting there going, but we're not releasing the movie, so we don't want to call it after a movie we're not releasing. At any rate, um, Rob Zombie then bought the movie back from them uh, and first tried to release it through... Uh, oh my God! Who was it? Sorry, sorry. Napster. MGM. Oh. MGM. MGM in 2002 said they would release it, and Rob Zombie made like a joke or something, where he said something like, "So then, MGM's going to release it because they have no morals." Oh, and MGM and was like, like, "Oh, like oh no, that's okay, not, that's not why. In fact, we're not going to release that." <laughs> Because they have no morals. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so then, uh, th- then it was not. It was shelved again, and he was like, "Well, and then I'm just going to put it out myself." But he didn't have to because Lionsgate came along, and Lionsgate and said, they'll release anything. They have no morals. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> and they said no. They said we're interested in starting uh, down this road to make we want to get in the rob zombie business well in the horror business in general but they thought this would be a good way to do it so they they uh they released it um 
and like I said, it was cut down to get an R rating. And um, I don't think it's available in unrated at this point. I think that was before that was like kind of a common thing. I don't don't know. At any rate, uh, it was released and it was pretty panned critically. Hmm. Uh, And at this point, it, they made their money, though. Uh, although that's unclear. Sorry, sorry, that's misleading because it's unclear to me whether this, how much this money this movie made for various reasons. First of all, it's very unclear what the budget was. That the original budget was four million dollars, but then since then, Zombie has said like, oh, has implied or, or alluded to higher budgets that aren't as public. Um, and and then in addition, when they say it made its money back. They're talking about Lionsgate making their money back versus right, yeah. And they didn't pay to make it, so <laughs> so it's very unclear if it actually made money back in a big way. At any rate, it made enough that they made a sequel, and then more recently made a, a, another sequel. So um, it it did well. It's got it's got at this point kind of a cult status. Okay. Uh, and it and it was inspired by Texas Chainsaw Massacre directly or um, as, as an influence. What do it's, we? It's a, I, what do they say? It's been a long time. It, it, when they list, it's inspired by his love of horror movies. Like the first one they list is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Um, and watching it, you think that uh, I'll be able to spot the DNA of Texas Chainsaw Massacre in it? Yes. I, it's again. It's been. I'm giving you an eyebrow because <laughs> okay, it's been 20 years, but I believe so. When I okay. watched it, I was very much like, this is just Chainsaw Massacre, but weirder. Okay, but weirder. <laughs> Interesting. I'm trying to think if I have actually ever seen a Rob Zombie film at what? all. I'm not sure I have. I know I've read about a lot of his films. I because I de- I have not seen the Halloweens that he did. Yep. I have not seen the monsters. Um, I didn't. I have, I have not seen any of these movies. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Well, because most of his movies are not very mainstream. Right. Uh, like his Halloween movies were by far his most mainstream successful movies, with possible exception, I suppose, of monsters. But what a weird thing that he did that. Um. Because again, this was like this is like a very small film, uh, comparatively. A passion then, project for him, clearly. And then, and then, I, like, is I this his know, first movie? Next, oh, this is his first film, absolutely. Okay, so he absolutely. has not directed anything before this. Okay, absolutely. Okay, um, let me see. Let me see. Devil's Rejects. I think Devil's Rejects. Uh, it looks like it made more money than this one. It also probably cost more money, um, but it was also a better movie, in my opinion. <laughs> Uh, so what do you know about this film? Other than all the stuff I just taught you, <laughs> what do you know about this? Absolutely film? nothing. No, that, but can't, uh, that can't be true. Absolutely nothing. You must know I, something. No, I've never seen a trailer. I've who's never. No idea. Couldn't nothing. tell you. Couldn't tell you who's in it. I don't know who's in it. I don't know a thing about this movie other than it, it exists. And I maybe have seen a poster that feels kind of grindhousey. Oh, right. Yeah, I think my, my uh, he's going for my impression for sure. exactly is that sort of like fake grindhouse aesthetic. If I if I remember anything about like anything, but that's about all I got. Wait, wait did you see Grindhouse? Because then you saw a trailer he made. Rob Zombie made. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I did. I do. I love Grindhouse. I I, I really uh, which one did enjoy you do? Grindhouse. Uh, werewolf. 
women of the SS or something like that. Was that what it's called? Sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That that sounds about right. Which, <laughs> which I which I which uh, I remember. I watched that when I saw Grindhouse in the theater, and I remember seeing that and thinking back to there was some magazine I bought at some point during like a, I think it was a family vacation in England, and there was all sorts of like magazines you could buy of like like exploitation film reviews or whatever. And one of them had a whole thing on on Birgit LaHaye, I think the uh, the the uh, pornographic film star, but who also did like action movies and horror movies in addition. And I feel like I'm getting this wrong, that there was something like uh, no, maybe there's an article about Ilsa, the she wolf of the SS. Yes, I've heard. But of I that, don't yeah. think that's Birgit LaHaye. I think Birgit LaHaye was another article in that magazine, but I, I can combine the two. But it was all about like. Uh, you know, uh, exploitation movies about Nazis and things like that. And I was like, no, this is like, they took that title and they just were like, literally it's actually werewolves. Did you, did you hear that they're supposedly they're making, um, uh, Eli Roth is making Thanksgiving finally. Oh, that's good. Uh, we'll have to do that at some point. That that that's good because Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving along with Don't, I think, yes. are my favorite trailers in in that in that oh, in yeah. the whole thing because they're don't great. To exist absolutely. Don't I would love Don't to exist. But Thanksgiving is really enjoyable as well. I think Eli Roth in particular nails that tone of just like no budget shot. It's all on cloudy days too, if I recall. It's all like overcast and garbage looking. <laughs> it's great. It's beautifully done. Um, all right. Well, you know nothing. All right. I know. No, then this is, as, this is as fresh as I'm going to be. Well, then I guess we should watch the trailer. That will be a very good place to start. And I'm glad you suggested it. All right. All right. Let's do it. Howdy, folks. You like blood, violence, freaks of nature? On a stormy Halloween night, four young people set out across the back roads of America. What's that? It's a hitchhiker. What, should we stop? We can't leave it right here in the rain. In search of a mysterious figure known only as Dr. Satan. You know anything about the legend of Dr. Satan? Yeah, I can show you. Dr. Satan! Ah, Dr. Satan! What they uncovered. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet is the most horrifying and shocking tale of carnage ever seen. Well, I bet you'd stick your head in fire if I told you you could see hell. You seen this girl? Yeah, they want to play Nancy Drew with this local legend that people call Dr. Satan. Stupid kids probably got themselves lost. Let's get out of this nut house. <laughs> the boogeyman is real. <laughs> and you found him. It's showtime! From director Rob Zombie <laughs> comes a journey into hell. This can't be real, this can't be real, this can't be real. <laughs> House of a Thousand Corpses. Hope you like what you see! Wow. Well, that is somebody who has enjoyed horror movies their entire life and then stuck them all in one movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it def it's definitely been accused of that. Now, how many 
faces did you recognize in that? All right, what I got? I got some uh, Rain Wilson. Yep. I got some Walton Goggins. Yep. That may be all the recognizing I did. Okay. Well, there's two more that I'm going to bring to your attention. First one is kind of obscure and you might not care or know. Um, that was uh, Chris Hardwick is, is there. Oh, of, the a, of, Nerdist. of Nerdist. Nerdist and now uh, mildly shamed Chris Hardwick. Yeah. Um, he, uh, this was, this was during a, 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 one of his troubled times. And so he's, 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 he's much heavier in this film. Uh, so it's a little ah. hard to recognize. Um, but more important than that, that gentleman at the end who just said that you, he hopes you liked what you, you saw. That okay. was Bill Mosley. Bill Mosley? Chop Top himself. Oh, all right. Good. It's nice to see old Chop Top back in action. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Uh, and there well, there else? definitely were. Uh, it's It has all the elements of, uh, of, of a chainsaw movie yeah. with, with some embellishments, clearly. It feels more indebted to part two than almost anything else. Yeah, maybe it's like part one and part two had a baby. I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, um, because we got some we got some spooky underground caverns. We have some like demented version of showmanship that's in there, but also combined with <laughs> Dr. Satan is a hilarious name. <laughs> I love yes. that. I really, really, truly love that. Uh, you know, stopping in basically like the roadside attraction from hell, Yep. Um, which reminds me, it's that uh, reminds me actually of the um, there's that uh ill-fated Dan Aykroyd vehicle, nothing but trouble uh, in oh, yeah, which I never saw that. I remember, yeah. I remember when it came out seeing like the, the, the commercials and the trailers, but I don't know what it is. Uh, it is. It's essentially, I think, I think it has been a long time, but I, if I recall correctly, it's Dan Aykroyd is like the proprietor of essentially a evil amusement park, including it's like a roller coaster and I'm going to get this wrong. It's something like like Dr. Bone Eater or something like that. Uh, and it's a roller coaster that when you go on it, it basically spits you into his basement and then eats you and kills you. Uh, and okay. it, it, it is a mess of a movie in terms of tone. Uh, but it is it's worth seeing for just like, oh, this is a movie that got made, which is wow, nice. Chevy Chase, know. Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, Demi Moore. Oh, it's it's a it's a murderer's row of that era's slightly fading comedy stars on that side of like it's like 90 or like 89 90 91 somewhere in there uh, it looks like it's 91 yeah yeah no. so on just on the other side of everybody's like uh heydays but uh this was apparently dan Aykroyd's absolute passion project anyway it reminds me a little bit of that and like this does look like it could be fun People, it, right? It looks like people are chewing up the scenery here. There's not. This is doesn't seem like it's going to be a very subtle movie. It, it does not seem that way. No. Does not seem that way. Um, Sorry, well, I, I'm I'm sitting here looking at nothing but trouble now because <laughs> it's written and directed by Dan Aykroyd. It's cinematography by Dean Cundy, the guy who Dean, did well, Halloween. Dean, Dean Cundy's done a million things. Okay. Dean Cundy will work. Is 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 great, and and has worked on a million wonderful movies. Some not so wonderful movies. Uh, Michael Kamen did the music. It 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 looks ridiculous. All right, it, it, it is ridiculous. It, it's it's worth watching. It's worth watching. It's it's super strange. All right, we'll find Mr. a franchise that's like it, and we can watch it as a bonus film. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
I got to find out what that what the, what the roller coaster is is called now. It's Bone something. It is a uh, Mr. Bone Stripper. Excuse me, Mr. Mr. Bone Stripper. Um, I feel like the Mister makes it less scary, but like if it was just called Bone Stripper, that would be a reasonable name for a roller coaster. Mister Bone Stripper. The film's tone was criticized was co- compared by critics to such films as Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, Psycho, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series, and the Rocky Horror Picture Show, as well as the Munsters. This is nothing but trouble. But I'll tell you, if I read that sentence about House of a Thousand Corpses, I would not be shocked at all. It sounds like this movie is pretty similar to House of a Thousand Corpses. Do you want to throw nothing but trouble as a third bonus episode after our, our, our next one? That's well. That's the bonus episode to the watching the rest of the of the House of a Thousand Corpses films. Clearly, there, there you go. We'll, we'll we'll tack on nothing but trouble as a stupid, <laughs> stupid bonus episode because I'm sure somebody wants to hear us go in depth on nothing but trouble. Oh my god! And, I hope I don't hate it like I did Saturday the Fourth. <laughs> I know. I don't think you will. I don't know if you'll love it, but it's definitely an interesting failure. Okay. Okay. It's a fascinating failure. Um, anyway, I, I would say there's also a heavy dose of horror host thrown in here as well. This well, seems yeah, I can see that. right. I can this see seems that. a lot very influenced. I I, I got to imagine that Rob Zombie grew up on horror hosts, and that was and famous monsters of Filmland and Fangoria magazine and like you know, uh, uh, 4E whenever the uh, the guy who ran uh, famous monsters of filmland the Forey ackerman right that that sort of kind of goofy goofy but also uh, like exploitative horror stuff I that seems, seems to be his bread and butter and that seems to be reflected here so um oh i don't know. i'm i'm interested to watch this this looks like a good time why not i agree why not why not why all right not? well all right well i'm 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 ready i don't know about you you want to just watch it Let's just, let's just, let's just go watch it. I'll be right back. Well, that was surprisingly fun. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. That, that was, I mean, it's a mess, but it's yeah. an enjoyable mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. I mean, it's an intentional mess. It clearly is also like, like the, the mess, it seems to be part of the design, uh, well, it, yes, if you, there's one thing you can say about <laughs> Rob, Rob Zombie. Zombie, he's an uh, intentional mess. He, he, yeah, his movies are dirty and I don't mean sex, although there's lots of that too. I mean, like they're filthy. They're, they're dripping with dirt. Yes. No, they're, they're, they're <laughs> slice, slimy, slimy and gross. Uh, it is wearing its uh, dirty, stinky Texas Chainsaw Massacre-ness all over itself. It has it. It it has been eating Texas Chainsaw Massacre for years and it has it just like <laughs> smeared all over its dirty, greasy, caked face. Yeah. So so it was definitely inspired by it, right? Like, you oh, no that. kidding. <laughs> it, Jiminy Christmas. Um, but I would say. He hears what I would say about it is that it's yes, it's inspired by it, but it's also a reaction to it and the Texas Chainsaw Massacreification of like pop culture, right? What does what does that mean? Okay, so okay, here's here's what I mean by it. I feel like the central thesis of the movie. So versus like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is like. It presents itself as, and this is only like half form thoughts that I've been sort of as I've been watching it, but 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre is about like rot and crime and decay. And like, that's, that's the thing of like, right. Mercury is in retrograde or whatever it is like solar flares and people are going crazy. And if you go too far into the woods, you'll find madness where everybody is just like rotting alone. And at the end of like capitalism, um, I mean, you know, essentially yeah, sure. that, yeah. that, that works. Um, this movie you encounter a crazy fucked up family who is the product of years or decades of worshiping serial killers, American depravity, horror movies, carnival culture, freak show culture, sideshow culture, cabaret. It's just like all of that in a big blender and they all love it. And clearly like Rob Zombie does too. That's his entire career is turning like that junk culture. I mean, I say that lovingly, but like that kind of like, uh, like carnival huckster exploitation culture into other things, right? Turned it into 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 music. He turned it into music videos, and now he's turning it into movies. Uh, but this family clearly loves that stuff and is just like using role play and costumes and character, but then just for their own depraved ends, right? It feels feels like this is the bottom of the barrel where all the pop culture runs into and it sits there and festers yeah. and festers and festers and turns it into this family. Okay. Yeah. I, I can, I can, uh, I can understand that. That's a good thought. And it's true. I mean, I mean like their house is covered. Like, well, I mean, it's, it, you have Captain Spaulding's uh, museum of monsters sure. and madmen. And as it, Turns out, spoilers, he's obviously, he's part of this sort of like uh, this, it's not an organization, it's a family of some sort. <laughs> it's a um, disorganization. It's a yes. disorganization, right? I he, mean, again, he, in a move straight of out of Texas Chainsaw, of course. Yes, yes. Of, of course, right. No, Nobody's terribly surprised by that. They set him up as a murderer in the very first scene of the movie. That Yeah, that's what makes it weird, because it is like, it like almost plays it like you're not supposed to think he's a bad guy except it's like what do you not but remember no, he, what he we totally, saw him do remember he killed a bunch of people in the beginning i mean they were not good people that that beginning that opening scene and we'll get to it in a moment um i the part that i was shocked by that opening scene is i forgot that it, i was like oh this movie also wants to be a little quentin tarantino yes there was like which i was not remembering at all like i don't think of rob zombie's later stuff as being necessarily particularly quentin tarantino but that opening was like straight out of his with, his with the with what the talking about the planet of the apes dr zayas up the guy's ass the, all of that and then the robbery scene too yes no like it was right. all just absolutely pulp fiction too yeah no, 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 no that that's 100 true um and not necessarily fitting with the rest of the movie no, like, it's not like there were that. definitely things in this movie that i was like it's not a very long movie and they needed to work to get there yeah. <laughs> like they were like let's put in this part it has nothing to do with anything but let's put this in no no, no, no that's certainly true i think it clocks in at like 89 minutes is it yeah. it's, it's uh, it doesn't drag. Uh, I no. I like all the like, and this movie is also full of sort of all these lurid, uh, like interstitial clips that look like home home video footage mixed which with were, like vintage clips. Which well, not the vintage clips, but the, the all of that like extra weird stuff of yeah. like the the bad guys talking to the camera in, yeah. in low res. Um, those were filmed after he 
bought the rights back from of the movie. Those were, those were not part of the universal production. Those were him adding that in after the fact and going like, all right, this, if I'm going to get I mean, crazy, let's do it. I mean, I think that works. That sure. stuff, that stuff is good. I like the title sequence. I like all the sort of the lo-fi video stuff they put in there. I do get the sense that Rob Zombie, uh, has been saving up stuff for years that he wanted to do, right? This is the, I'm going to do all the things. It's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie and it's set on Halloween, uh, right? And it, 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 and it and it has cabaret acts and it has weird lo-fi things. It has my music in it. It has some like sequences that are like almost like art house seventies, uh, ironic music juxtaposition in slow motion. Like uh, like Brian De Palma shit is in here. Did you uh, did you see and did you like if you did see um, Natural Born Killers? I mean, I saw it in theaters. Oh my. So that's the last time I've seen it. So I guess you didn't like it that much. Well, I mean, I haven't thought about it really much since. I Well, there, I went through a phase when I was a really big fan of that movie. Okay. And this movie reminded me of that as well, because again, that had a lot of, here's stuff. Here's a Dennis yeah. Leary rant cut into the middle of it. For, what? Oh, that's what so is- funny. I need to revisit it. I've actually, <laughs> I, I had thought maybe a few months ago that like it would be interesting to see it now. Because I remember when it came out, it was you know, supposed to be super edgy or whatever. And I remember feeling like it didn't really live up to what I, what it like it's, it's pre-release hype. I do remember the cowboy junkies song that they put the uh, dialogue all over. Then they, when when I was on the radio a lot. Um, And I feel, I don't know, like, like I remember it feeling like it wanted to be edgier and more intense than it actually was. But now I don't, I don't I haven't seen it in 20 years, so movie, I couldn't tell you. I think this movie owes some things to that. I mean, I, I, again, I don't know that for a fact. For all I know, Rob Zombie hates that movie. I don't know. But I, I think he probably liked it because there's things in common. And the thing about it is with that movie, it has a really complicated moral question to it because really what they are, the, what the like stated here's what we're doing here kind of thing in that movie is, is that they're doing a movie about how our culture celebrates violence while also violence. being a movie that's super right. violent and right. right. So yeah. obviously it is doing it, but it's yes. going, I'm doing it. Cause I'm holding a mirror up to you. This movie is kind of doing it, not holding a mirror up to us. This movie is just kind of going, yeah, like in, in slasher movies, you have the kids and then you have the bad guys. We really don't care about the kids too much. Boy, and do they not care about the kids. <laughs> Oh, 100%. They they barely spend any time developing our our little quartet that we're that we're going to slaughter, uh, especially like, the poor to, girls. To, to, to the point the right, poor girls. like Mary and Denise are barely differentiated in costume or appearance or personality. I I I am sorry to say I could not tell them apart. Um, I had a hard time. I had to go back cuz when I was writing my summary just to, in preparation for this, uh, I had to go back and double check occasionally. Wait, wait, is Mary dead or is that like there was a there's a there's a there's a scene where they find a body and I had to be like, is that one of the bodies of the people that we met already? Yeah, hundred percent. And I and I could I, and I could not tell. Other yeah, than it, baby, and and I guess the mom. This movie is not overly concerned with differentiating its women at all, and, and like there's just 
Yeah, uh, which that is a would, bummer. Th- like, that I, would be correct. Like I could, I, <laughs> right, right now, I mean, I, I have the Wikipedia open, and I so I could check that. But right now, I could not tell you. Well, first of all, I can't tell you either of their names, and I'm sorry. It's like, Mary and Denise. Denise is the one in the cool red jacket. <laughs> which one is the one who has a dad? That's Denise. Okay. Which one is I mean, who's maybe... dating who? Uh, let's see. Uh, Mary is dating uh, Rain Wilson. Okay. Okay. So, and which one, which one is the last one to die? <laughs> uh, that would be Denise. Denise makes it to the end. Oh, that makes sense. Cause it's her w- with the dad. So that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, no, I can't tell them apart. No. I mean, they both just are unhappy to be on this road trip and are complaining about it and don't like the situation they find themselves in. Or and their boyfriends. The, or their boyfriends seemingly. Yes. yes. Well, their boyfriends aren't great. <laughs> They're no. not great boyfriends, to be fair, especially uh, well, the, Chris Hardwick. This continues the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 3 uh, tradition of being on a road trip with people you're tolerating. If that, if that. So, OK, so let's 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 go into it. There's going to be plenty to talk about. Let's let's go through the whole thing. So um, as as we kind of alluded to, it, the movie starts at Captain Spaulding's. No, um, it doesn't. It starts with Dr. Wolfenstein's yes. creature feature show. Right. You're right. You're right. It starts on the TV screen. Again, it's, another it, thing that like, happens for no reason. Well, it happens for no reason other than, well, no, I'm no, I actually, I would say this totally, it totally happens for a reason. It puts it squarely in midnight movie territory. It did. Right. Okay. All right. right. Okay. Give, okay. Give, yeah. Putting the cap, the creature feature, the horror host right in front and we'll have recurring horror hosts throughout really puts quotes around this whole enterprise. Right. This is not Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. Very much did not do that. It no. says this is real. This is 100% right. Real, it explicitly yes. comes Live. out and says this is real. This is the equivalent of the prologue that says this ain't real. This is part <laughs> of bullshit midnight movie garbage. Yeah. No, you're right. right. You're right. So that thematically, it, it has something to say. Thematically, sure. it says we're we're playing here, and it follows up the Doctor Wolfenstein's creature feature with immediately you go to Captain Spaulding doing a similar thing, but he's doing a commercial in which he is uh, it's his a museum of monsters and madmen and also fried chicken. <laughs> yeah, it just tastes so damn good. It tastes, it tastes so damn good. <laughs> he's I, he's he really delightful. So, he's so great. He's it's the best uh, thing in the movie. Sid Haig, right? Is the yes. name of the actor? Yes. Sid Haig. He is wonderful. He is having, he is a good actor. Yeah. In this movie. Like, uh, like I had never seen him before in anything, but he does the really good tonal shifts. He switches on a dime and like, like, like does the thing where he goes from like, I'm just a lovable old uncle guy to being like menacing, but knows he can do that and does it to mess with people. I is, I think it's a great performance. So I'm trying to see if if I've seen him in anything else before, and the answer is yes. I just didn't know. Okay. Um, so he was he's been in a zillion movies. So and you've seen a bunch of movies I haven't seen. So you okay. should take a look. Okay. Like the ones I know, I, I definitely saw THX one one three eight. I don't remember him being in it. Okay. I don't think I saw All Diamonds right. Are Forever. That's James Bond, but I don't think I saw that. That's one, one of the ones I haven't seen actually. Where the Blob? We were just talking about that the other that's, day. Yeah, that's then that's the uh that's the comedy version of the Blob from like 1973 or something, right? And I, I, yes, and I definitely saw it 72 it looks like. I definitely saw it, but I don't remember it. Okay. Um a lot of stuff here I haven't seen. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. 
Wizards of the Lost Kingdom 2. Interesting. I think that's that was not a, a movie I know. I think it was a, on Mystery Science Theater. Ah. Um, Jackie Brown, right before House of a Thousand Corpses, all well, actually five years before, six years before. Uh, and then after that, Kill Bill 2. Uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, he's, he's but the number yeah. of movies I had to scroll past that I've never heard of is high. He's been in a lot of movies, but he's um, so fun in this. He is, he is so great. His Absolutely. makeup is really good. His costuming is good. He has the best T-shirts uh, yes. the entire time. I think when we meet him, he's wearing a shirt that said, if I wanted to listen to an asshole, I'd fart. <laughs> Which I heard, and then there's there's one there's one about pigs later from about but referring to policemen, which he wears while meeting policemen later. Which I'm like, yeah, I get it. Good job, you guys. Um, so I don't know. He he is just a delight, and I I understand that he recurs in 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 subsequent films. Yeah, yeah, he's back. I mean, again, we'll get we'll maybe we'll get to it, but like, I I'm a, I'm I like the idea of you seeing the next movie because I think you'll be shocked at how little it has to do with this movie stylistically. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a, such a crazy departure and I think it's a way better movie, but anyway. Um, so, okay. So we go to Dr. Or Captain Spaulding's and uh, like you said, they're having a conversation about a, a planet of the apes figure stuck up somebody's ass. And, well, and a guy who loves to just stick a pencil into his eyeball yeah. For fun yeah. is what they're yeah. talking about. But not so it hurts him. Just like near the eyeball and just grinds it around a bunch. <laughs> also likes to masturbate, apparently. Sure. I mean, so it's a lot about that. So, and so then one of them goes to the bathroom. Captain Spaulding uh, is out there and the, the place gets held up. Two masked guys come in to rob the place. And Spaulding is he's not got, having it. He's not having it. He, he's not got a gun pointed it. in his face and he's, he just keeps telling him, go fuck your mom, fuck your sister. <laughs> This is really fun. He puts his hands up, but he puts his middle fingers up <laughs> and he puts his hands up. So he's like, oh, yeah, my hands are up. Fuck you. It's 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 kind of great. I mean, it is a good introduction to the character. I understand why they do it. We kind of understand that he's a little bit. He is dangerous. Doesn't take any shit from anybody. Uh, clearly, he runs this thing, not because he's a lovable kook, but maybe he's also a murderer. Right. Right. Yeah. He. um yeah, because long story short, well, not long story short, the other guy comes out of the bathroom and recognizes one of the two killers. And that little makes dick things wick. even worse. Yep, little dick, dick wick. And uh, he takes his mask off and uh, Spalding, get the, during the distraction, grabs out his gun and shoots. Uh, no, wait. So, no, no, it's his it's his big friend. silent silent friend who 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 shoots um, shoots little dick wick, I think. Yeah, the big the big guy. Uh, he has a big mask a big yeah. mascot mask yep. that he wears yep. uh, he comes in and shoots him and then uh spalding uh blows the guy's brains out at point blank like from up above him in one of those again in a very quentin tarantino he yeah, right so, yeah. Shot. yeah exactly and then they, then we never see the uh killer carl or uh dick wick ever again well, we never dead. even talk <laughs> we never talk about it ever again it's no fine. we don't we don't talk about it i think like the next time we see Spalding, he's just finishing cleaning up. Like he's just mop mop up the blood. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And then, uh, (laughs) then the right. Then, then, then we meet our heroes, our quote unquote protagonists, or our hapless victims, uh, or or for some of people who are here just to be slaughtered eventually. Um, But uh, did you? Did you? Did you? Sorry. Which, by the way, is uh, uh, this movie gave you what you predicted in the first chainsaw 
Remember, you went into that thinking they're just all going to die. They're just all going to die. Yeah. And this movie went, yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're, just, they're just all going to die. It's fine. Um, but did you did you clock what Chris Hardwick's name is in the movie? Well, I did at some point, but now I've forgotten. Let's see. But his full name is Jerry Goldsmith. Oh, yeah. Did, I definitely didn't know that it was Jerry Goldsmith in the movie. I knew it was Jerry. I did and, see that it was Jerry Goldsmith online. I went, what? And, and you know who Jerry Goldsmith is. Uh, he wrote the Star Trek Next Generation theme. Yeah, a movie composer. He's yeah. written everything. He's like he's like second only in like pro, uh, like um, I was about to say prolific. I'm not going to get prolific. there. But yeah, prolificacy is what I was going to try. Oh, is that a word? I don't, I don't know. know. Pro, 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 I'm not going to do it. He's um, the second most prolific. Just say that. He's, he's, he's he has written like basically a ton of themes that you would recognize. He did Aliens, Gremlins, right? gremlins alien uh like it's just every every single thing chinatown uh right it's 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 everything uh and uh and for some reason chris hardwick's character is called jerry goldsmith very specifically they all have last names it's unclear why they need to have last names in this movie yeah i i don't know that any of them well uh, yeah. one of them might be a reference because you know what mary's last name is is Knowles. yeah mary Knowles. i had to look that up and i didn't i mean is that like harry Knowles? Well, mary it sounds Knowles? like harry Knowles to me yeah, and this would have been around the time what is wrong with this movie franchise like <laughs> and, and and inspiring area i guess it's harry Knowles is like is, is king of shit mountain at this point right that's what i'm saying like at the, at the time he was oddly enough like a force yeah, like relevant exactly yeah, yeah. yeah exactly but but basically uh they're they're all out of gas it, it looks like just like uh rain wilson and chris hardwick are just driving along alone but their 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 ladies are asleep in the back seat and they need gas and they pull over uh captain spaulding's museum of monsters and madman and as it turns out, uh, they are, in fact, what they're doing is driving across country, writing about weird roadside attractions. Yeah. So they are just pumped uh, to, 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 to be in here. So which is another thing, because, like, obviously, all the bad guys are a bunch of weirdos. But like they're that's that's them going, well, what if the two main guys are weirdos, too? And then they have girlfriends <laughs> and they yeah. are not weirdos. They're just there. The, they're, they're just right, normies. Yeah. Along yeah. for the ride. They are underappreciated in every sense of the world, both by the filmmakers and by their boyfriends and the entire universe of the movie. It is set in 1973. I don't know if we mentioned this. It is set on Halloween Eve in uh, 1973. Wait, 73? For some reason, I thought it was like 77. Oh, um, is it 77? Yes, I thought it was 77. Okay, fine. 77. Um, but regardless, it's a theoretically a period film, which... Yes. Uh, if you just uh, if you just said did, didn't say that to me and I didn't know that I would not have guessed that this is a set in a period at all. No, no. Well, then they'd all. have then they would have cell phones and they wouldn't have picked up a hitchhiker. Right. I mean, that would be the only thing, maybe, but maybe not even that, because so, I don't know. In uh, Texas, in the Texas Chainsaw 3D, uh, there is definitely hitchhiker getting picked up in that movie too. So that movie doesn't know when it takes place, though. <laughs> What? <laughs> of course it does. It takes place in two time. <laughs> we, we we talked about this, Jerry. <laughs> so I I I do find it kind of delightful how much of a shit face they make Jerry. He's a dick. Yeah, he's like a dick, and he's annoying. At the beginning, again, the reason they are stopping for gas is because he was the last one who had, got gas, and he put in like ten bucks Three or something. Bucks. 
three bucks. Yeah, three bucks. And he's like, it's like what? That seemed fine. Yeah. Uh, later, when their car breaks down and the flat tire happens, he's they're like, did you fill the the the, the spare like like you asked me to? Like I asked you to, and he goes, I did. Um, I I might not have put it back in the car, <laughs> but I did the thing you asked me to do. I would not write a book with this guy. <laughs> Like, and he's an a, asshole about it. No, like he's, he's not he's apologetic. No, no, exactly. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Bill Rain yeah. Wilson is not that much better. He's kind of, I mean, they kind of immediately run into that uh, the buzzsaw of Captain Spaulding here, who is like, who definitely, I think, clocks that they are being a little bit like tourists laughing a little bit at the weird shit out in the middle of the country. Uh, and calls them on it in a, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you kind of way. But I think also believes it because it's totally the way they are. Kind of, they are treating this place like a joke, even though they love it. But 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 100 percent. But isn't he like, what? is he did he does he have all this fucking weird ass shit on his walls? Because he's like, no, this shit is deadly serious. Like, no, he no, must no. also think he also think, right? but, but yeah. he's also just messing with him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. At, at the same time, <laughs> it's also obvious that Captain Spaulding is also like very smart. He's like a super oh, yeah. smart guy. Like, I think it, it it's uh, kind of that sort of vibe of the sort of underachieving genius a little bit where he could be doing something else. But this is what he sort of decided to spend his time doing because it delights him on some level. Mm-hmm. And so we should just sort of describe this place because it's kind of great. Like his... His display, his museum of monsters of Mad Men is awesome. <laughs> like, like on, on some level, it is very sort of like full of sideshow curiosities. Like, and wait, like, yeah, this is from an expert. This is an expert. And, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> that's, that's that's me. Uh, but like, like full of like Fiji mermaid and like you know, it's like oh, the shrunken heads and newspaper clippings and the place is really nicely set dressed. I think this is a gorgeous mm-hmm. display and. Uh, uh, they, they they decide to that they have to go through the actual like museum itself, yeah, which ride, is the ride. With the, the ride, which is a I mean it's it, they get in a little vehicle and uh, the big guy who killed uh, little Dick Wick or whatever earlier uh, is pushing it, yeah. but by pushing it and Captain Spaulding rides up front and is narrating the whole thing. But it's all like, I mean, and obviously this is for the movie, but it's nicely staged. It's oh, yeah. beautiful lighting. They're, they, Captain Spaulding is clearly kind of gleeful as he describes all the serial killers that they kind of go through. Everything and, is timed perfectly, too, oh, which yeah. I thought oh, was very exactly. funny because like that I was sitting there going, that doesn't that's not possible if it's just a hand pushed thing i don't think you'd need other people controlling it and they clearly don't have that but whatever it no, was, it was it, it, exactly it's 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 movie style uh, theme park rides right. they don't always operate but tell ask me sometime about the gyroscope ride in or uh, the gyrosphere ride in jurassic world <laughs> and we'll talk okay. we'll talk talk about theme park logic for 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 movies uh, but they, they go through and it's all like serial killers and real ones too. So there's Albert Fish and Lizzie Borden and Ed Gein, who obviously uh, famously theoretically inspired Texas Chainsaw Massacre on some level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then we are introduced to Dr. Satan. Yes. He is a local legend. Oh, yes. Uh, local to uh, to uh, Captain Spaulding's. And um, he was a... A, a doctor who experimented on the patients in a in an asylum until the the locals uh tra- traced him down and hung him on a hanging tree yep but his body disappeared 
the next it was, day. It was never found again. I mean, sure, that's what happens when a body disappears. Yes, it's a weird story. It's it a weird story. And then it appeared later again, and then we found it. <laughs> then, then we lost it, and then, then we misplaced it, and then we, we found it again, and it was fine. And we moved, and we didn't know what happened to it in the move. <laughs> so Jerry is obsessed. Oh, with he's Dr. He, well, because he's because obviously he's knows all about Albert Fish and and all the rest of them, but he does not know anything about Dr. Satan, who it's a great name. Dr. Satan, I remain, it's a wonderful, stupid, Delightful. stupid name. I think it's really, uh, what is like, I, it, it's, it's, uh, it's like 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 Cityville, or like, <laughs> like I like the the juxtaposition of this or the, the the two things where it's super dumb. I love that. So everybody else is like, "All right, we're done here. We're going to move on." But Jerry's like, "No, we're going to the hanging tree." So he pressures Spalding into giving him directions to the hanging tree, um, which which he does, which he does, sort of. Yeah, it's I like mean, go here, and then you go here, and if you go here. And then it's right there. That's yeah, essentially yeah, what the direction is. It's pretty. And, and he draws him a map, which is literally a line that yes. like goes, a line that turns. It's like, you really should have put other. Okay, fine. Um, well, they and they go out to follow. West. At this point, it is pouring rain now. It has suddenly yes. become a torrential downpour. So they're, they're going out in the rain. And for some reason, they're all humoring Jerry and saying, we're going to go to this fucking tree. Even, Even though, though they're late getting back to wherever they're supposed to, they're supposed to get back to Denise's house. Oh yeah, she called her dad because they're yeah. doing trick or tr- trick or treating is happening early because it's I guess it's school, it's school night. Yeah, because right, right, they're doing it on the week. It's, yeah, exactly, and more it's a Sunday, and then they don't want to do Halloween on Monday. So right, so they're everybody's wait, doing. Is it sun- wait? Is it Sunday? It's got to be a Sunday in that case. I was thinking maybe it's a Saturday and they don't want to do it on school night. I don't know. It no. doesn't matter. The point is Good. it's a weekend. Yeah. Um, and so everybody's trick-or-treating back at home, but she's, she was saying, I'm going to be home. I'll, I'll be there soon. She called her dad. I'm at Captain Spaulding's. What? Okay. Whatever. Um, while they're driving in the rain, they find, they see a, a woman. There is the, a, the hitchhiker. a pretty young hitchhiker who is in the pouring rain. And they go, hey, what are you? Where, where are you going? Oh, I'm going home. It's just down this way. Oh, and they're like, where are you going? Oh, we're going to the hanging tree. Oh, that's near where I live. I'll, totally I'll know where that is. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And she's very friendly and she's very nice. Yeah. Oh, and very uh, friendly. Very friendly. <laughs> uh, played by Sherry Moon Zombie. That would be Rob Zombie's wife. Yes. At the time of filming, his girlfriend. By the, At the time of release, his wife. Because uh, uh, it took, a took bunch a of time passed. Yeah. a while to get there. Um, and so they're driving along and suddenly... A gentleman with a animal hat head hat <laughs> head head hat shoots out their tire. Now they don't. And, know this. And, and they don't see him. No. We we see that. That's movie knowledge for us, the audience. Um, yeah, and they and they curve. Uh, they uh, they they just like drive up the road, and now they got to go get a uh, they got to go get a tow truck. Right, and and she says to them, "Hey, and this is when you hear about the, the flat tire and the, the the spare tire." She says to them, oh, "You know what? We're really close to my house, and my brother has a tow truck. That's what he does for a living." So, uh, I'm I'm not yeah, doing a actually, silly voice. Actually, Imagine actually, a kind of silly voice when I for, speak for, 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 her for because, baby. <laughs> yes, she does not talk like yes. a normal person. <laughs> no, she doesn't talk like Jordan D. White. <laughs> no, no, she talks more like um like almost a Harley Quinn or Columbia from Rocky Horror. Uh, yeah, no, we like like in a bit of a like it's a little bit of that's like Old sexy baby, baby like, Betty yeah, Boop exactly, voice. yeah, exactly, kind of a kind of a thing. Um, 
in between this, uh, we do, uh, we, this is where we first get to see, uh, Otis Firefly. This family is the Fireflies. And we get to, this is just, we get to see a scene here of Otis Firefly played by Bill Mosley. Yeah. Who, uh, played uh, Chopped Up, who is so good in this movie. He's really good, man. He's fantastic. He is. Uh, I mean, his main job is to do a lot of nonsensical ranting, but the ranting is, I think, really well written. Like they, they, like it only half makes sense, but he delivers with it with the conviction of somebody who believes he's making total sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he has this like long, scraggly, like white hair, and he's sort of like very pale and kind of vampiric looking, big, you know, uh, dark circles under eyes and giant mutton shops for for sideburns, uh, and he is just having the best time. He's, he's having the best time. He is he's enjoy- basically, he's basically, okay. It's weird to like, it's weird to like refer to anything about this movie as like the fun version of anything because it's so messed up. But, um, I mean, he's basically the like s- slightly sillier and slightly lighter hearted. Uh, uh, oh my God. I've just forgotten his name. Arlie Ermy. No, no. The real guy. <laughs> Charles Manson. Okay. All right, sure. Yeah, like he's the Charles Manson of this Manson family that we. Are he meeting. has manifestos. He has things. He's railing against society and and right and and uh, and we meet him. Uh, he's lecturing five cheerleaders uh, who have been kidnapped. Yeah, we had seen a thing about that on the news. I think right. Yeah, exactly. There was like a brief like uh, like TV news interstitial on like a tube TV at some point that we saw. Yeah, and the five cheerleaders from local Rugs High School have gone missing, and he's basically giving them a whole lecture, and they are sort of like bounding, gagged on a bed, and sort of crying and very very scared, and he is just uh, giving them giving them a talk. Um, but so that that happens there. So we meet him, and I, I think. I'm st- wait, did you say he was talking to five cheerleaders? I don't know how many. I think he's talking to three living cheerleaders and two dead ones. That's <laughs> it's very possible. It's very possible. I was not actually keeping track. It's hard to tell. Um, but at the same time, uh, Baby and Bill decide to head up to the house, uh, and she is uh, just giving him the flirty business. Oh yeah, the entire time she is really laying it on thick, uh, and. Uh, and uh, Rufus finally uh, shows up with the tow truck to get the other ones. But in the meantime, Baby is serving him hot chocolate with marshmallows and being super like, oh, what are these cute little glasses? And uh, uh, Bill is kind of having it, but also kind of uncomfortable the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, he she's an attractive lady. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he's definitely enjoying the attention, but. But probably doesn't seem to trust it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also, I don't he, think he's, like he is waiting for his girlfriend. I don't think like, he's planning on like cheating on his girlfriend with her. Um, they, there's no indication that he. There's is no indication of his character um, in almost any respect. That's true. It's not That's entirely true. not entirely clear. I wouldn't entirely put it past him, but. <laughs> um, but anyway, the uh, but the uh, the 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 rest of the family kind of uh, sh- shows shows up there. We get to meet uh, uh, mother. Mother Firefly. Mother Firefly is 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 there as well. Uh, and 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 we're joined here by Denise and Mary and and uh, and Jerry. Everybody shows up here right around this time. Um, Karen Black plays Mother Firefly. Who who is Karen Black? Now again, I uh, 
I feel like I, I am so familiar with her name and I can't remember who she is. Let's see. What is she most famous for? She was in Easy Rider and Five Easy Pieces and Airport 75 and uh, huh. The Great Gatsby back in 74. She was in Nashville. Okay. So ton of stuff. Day of the Locust. Yeah. She was in a lot of stuff in the 70s, it looks like. Uh, right. Trilogy of Terror. Um, an Alfred Hitchcock movie called Family Plot. Um, she was also was in Toby Hooper's Invaders from Mars. Oh, apparently. I, I, I think that's a really fun movie. Yeah. I really like yeah. that movie. I don't huh. remember. Yeah, it, she she she, played, uh, she, she apparently worked her ass off, is what she did. Yeah, absolutely. She is in like a, enough so that she has a separate page on her wiki just for the roles that she was in. Yeah, it's not. She doesn't. It's not on her main page. It's 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 a separate it's right. Page. She gets to get a separate one, um, and she's great too. I think she uh, she she is. It's it, she plays it. At, as flirty or even more flirty than uh than the baby does yeah yeah she starts she, she starts is, flirting with 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 jerry with jerry like a lot jerry almost goes for it right in front of his girlfriend <laughs> like it's crazy how how receptive jerry is to this flirting <laughs> uh, no no it's, it's certainly true and then we we uh we do get dinner we get the the Texas Chainsaw we do, we, dinner. We, scene. we do get we do get dinner. It is time. It is time for dinner. You know what? That, that makes me ask this question, and I, I meant to ask it earlier, and I then we went off on another tangent. Like, it, and I guess I could have saved it for the end, but I'm going to ask it now as we talk about the dinner. If this movie, like, could this movie have been a Texas Chainsaw movie? Like, I don't think it would have made, needed very much changing. No, it probably would have needed some chainsaws. It probably would have needed chainsaw. There There's a character are... we're about to meet called Tiny. Yes, he would have had to have been Leatherface instead of tiny and he would have needed to do more in the end. Yes, um, exactly. But other than that, like you he could have just had this yeah. be one. Oh yeah. A hundred, hundred percent. And we also forgot to mention like the other, uh, clearly the other uh, big influence here is freaks. Oh yeah. I haven't seen that a real long time. The, this as well. Um, but we're going to have dinner here and this is we're we're, we're sitting in this brother. We get to meet uh, uh, grandpa. Well, tiny, first tiny. we meet Tiny, but then first we, we meet there. Tiny. Tiny, who is not Tiny, right? This is an ironic nickname. Uh, he is gigantic, but he also has a burn scarred face, and he wears like a a not a like he has a leather mask, but it's not made out of faces. Yeah, not, it's not made face it's made mask. it's made out of leather, uh, and yeah. he is burned because uh, Grandpa at some point set fire to the house in a fit of rage. No, 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 not Grandpa. What was it his father? Was it his father? No, this did. is listen. This is sorry. The, don't I'm, worry about I'm it. sorry. The movie has very Are... unclear storytelling because we are going to see his father later in the movie. Yes. And it is not grandpa. <laughs> um, it is a character that it's very like, I don't think I made all the connections the first Wait, time I saw it. Oh, maybe I don't, maybe I missed this entirely. And I, it, partially it's because I think like it only really sort of becomes clear because of the way they show the weird cutaways, right? In the weird cutaway, you see his father doing it, and then you see that same person later because that person is not a person; it's a weird mask. Oh, I see. Got it. Okay. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Okay, cool. Let's talk about Tiny really briefly. You mentioned that he's really tall. Um, he's really tall in real life. Uh, this actor is seven feet six inches tall. Who's the actor? His name is Matthew McGrory. Okay. Um, he is. Um, yeah, he had. I think uh, he had the 
was he the, the he was the world's tallest actor. He wasn't the world's tallest person, but he was the world's tallest actor. Sure, okay. in, the, yeah. in the Guinness Book of World Records. Um, yeah, no, no, he's 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 quite tall, but he's also like he's but he doesn't talk. Uh, yeah. He's uh, he seems kind of gentle, honestly, and we're sort of we get we get some nice, lovely character moments with Tiny later. This movie cares more about Tiny than it does Denise or Mary. Um, oh sure. Yeah, but they're 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 gonna have dinner, uh, and they have a sort of a, a, the table that they're sitting at. It's all candles. It is it is like five hundred candles. This could this could be the house of one thousand candles for for, the, sure. for this dinner scene. Um, I did think I don't think I saw a thousand corpses. Well, it's a, towards the end. They add they throw in a lot of dead bodies and then they also throw in like structures made out of skulls. And it's like, yeah, mm, so it's I, like I maybe counted. you can get up to I still don't think you're getting up to a thousand. It's probably <laughs> it's more. Hyper- it's, it's I, th- I think it's I think it's just hyperbole. Probably. Um, but the, they they have dinner. Uh, not a whole lot happens during dinner. It's not like like it's more that they have dinner and yeah. they are creeped out by it. They get to meet a baby in a jar. Oh yeah, because that's what uh, Otis brings it in, right? Yeah, o- Otis brings down <coughs> the baby at the dinner. And what happens? What the, they... Like, yeah. Well, I was gonna say, like, the plot thing that happens at the dinner is that uh, <clears throat> baby tells them that they're interested in Doctor Satan, and uh, Otis is like, "Yeah, you'd be better off not hearing about Doctor Satan. If you know what's good for you, you'll just turn around and get out of here." Uh, and then they're like, "But, but Jerry is like, no, we really no, want to know good. about Doctor Satan." Yeah, it's at some point some red flag should go up for Jerry because <laughs> the first thing that always does is come come downstairs with a pickled baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, they also all have to wear masks, so they're all wearing oh, yeah, like it's Halloween. Weird, it's Halloween, so they all have to wear various like homemade paper mache masks. They're all kind of sitting around doing that, feeling super super weird about stuff. Um, but baby has uh, baby has left to go put on her makeup. Because there is an after dinner uh, cabaret that yeah. is going to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so baby has dressed up in sort of like a very sort of slinky cabaret sequined cabaret dress has sort of like white caked makeup and has painted like little tiny black lips. Oh, she's taunting uh, so- the, 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 the cheerleaders. Oh yeah, which she right, right, exactly. She, she likes to like you guys haven't cheered me up one bit, <laughs> which is hilarious. And then um, Grandpa does his stand up, yeah, first. which is dirty, and Jerry loves it. Of course he does. Jerry is losing his mind at how great it is. Uh, but I, but you know, but it's Jerry. So is he learning losing his mind at how great he is? Great it is, or, or is, is he, he losing his mind at how bad it is? Like, I mean, it is a really weird situation. They are in so in a very stylish cabaret little stage. Like this is definitely set up as a stage, a little theater performance area. There is carnival bric-a-brac behind it. There's like a big like high striker that they've sort of included as part of the decor. There's a uh, giant like poster of like a creature of the Black Lagoon in one of the other dressing rooms. Like this is what I Rob Zombie would want his house to look like if it doesn't actually look like this. Oh, uh, well, you want to hear the, the funny the funny uh, fact that is similar to that is that apparently Rob Zombie was originally going to play uh, Baby? No, Wolfenstein oh. at the beginning. Oh. And the reason he didn't is because they were like, they decided that his normal clothes are too much like a horror host. He wouldn't look different enough from himself. Oh. <laughs> 
So right, right. So it wouldn't be playing a part. He, he apparently ha- he apparently has a cameo in the museum. No, he He's played he played Wolfenstein's assistant. Oh, is that what? Oh, yeah, yeah, is that what it is? Got it, got it, got it, got it. Got it. Um, and then Baby comes out and she performs her song and she performs a very sort of sexy. It's like a little Jessica Rabbit e. Uh, I think it's a Betty Boop song. It, yeah, that would make sense. I think it's a song Betty Boop does. I want to be loved by you, just you, and nobody else but you, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yep. I do. I do. I think they actually, maybe that's why I even said Roger Rabbit, because I think she even like does the little like a uh, bit of that song to Bob Hoskins in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I'll believe it. I'll believe it. You still, um, get, still got it, Betty. And so she's um, doing it and she's touching the boys' faces. Uh, she's touching Jerry's faces anyway. Faces? Face. And then she sits on Bill's lap. Oh, boy. Mary loses her mind. Mary physically assaults her and pushes her off him. And then calls her a fucking slut. Yes. Yeah, it it, it gets intense real fast. And Baby immediately pulls out a knife and says that she's going to cut Mary's tits off. And shove them down her throat, I think. Yeah. That Um, seems like a lot. And instead, though, before it can escalate further than that, uh, uh, tow truck brother with a animal on his head comes Rufus. in and says Rufus there you go says yep. uh the car's ready, ready to go yep car's, car's, car's ready get out of here get out of here this is a really weird sequence too because these it's it's a bit silly for me to say this family is insane but this family is insane and part of their insanity is they just they just love it they don't they they're not like like, they're you know, not like the sickly cr- compelled. They're they find this entertaining. Yeah, they love it. Like there are moments in in some of the Texas Chainsaws where that's like he's. It's definitely much more like on the chop top side of things than on the uh, Leatherface side of things, or um, or even on the Matthew McConaughey side of things. Because again, they just love it. Because they're because here's the thing. They let them go, except they don't let them go. They don't let them go. They let them get out to the gate and they've dressed themselves up as scarecrows and immediately start assaulting them. Why didn't they just attack them in the house? Because I don't they want know. because they want to mess with them. Like clearly the run, rabbit, with, run. Yeah, like clearly the me- <laughs> yes. Clearly the messing with them is is part of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that. That's part of the part of their enjoyment. Uh, you can also actually. So we you know, we mentioned Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but it is clear also that Rob Zombie loves part two. Yeah. No, this is in, in, in this, this is, is much closer in tone one and two. For two, to two. Absolutely. There are bits in here that I feel like are at least a, slightly almost a reference to some of the later ones, too. Like like there's there's stuff in here. I can't remember what it was. There was definitely stuff in here that made me think of. Uh, uh, well, the tow truck stuff made me think of four, right? Right, right. Matthew yep. a tow truck guy, and the Illuminati towing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, I thought there was something that reminded me of three too, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, no, he clearly is into those, and and, and the tone of the family is much closer to the tone down in in Texas Freedom Land or whatever it was called, <laughs> Texas Battle Land. Texas Battle Land. I was close. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Battle like, yeah, world in that, battle in world. Battle world. Yeah, that yeah. nutty family of Drayton, uh, Chop Top, and and uh, and Bubba. Um, was it Bubba or Junior back then? I, I forget which one it was. You sir, I, there's so many family members. <laughs> no, it, I'm talking about Leatherface. I just can't remember if Leatherface was Junior or Bubba at that point. <laughs> Dwight. 
<laughs> anyway, that tone is this family. So yeah, yeah, it's it's Otis and Tiny dressed as scarecrows, jumping out, smashing the windows, um, uh, just beating the crap out of everybody. Absolutely, because they can't and they can't get out. And and again, they didn't have to not. They didn't. No. Have, they could have just let her cut the, her tits off in the in the theater if they wanted to. No, kick no, it no, off. no, 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 no. That's no, not no. enough. Let's no, let them clear, think clear, they can clear, escape. Clearly, they they want. I mean, the I think they also have seen movies, sure. right? Right. I feel like they love, they, movies, yeah. they love movies, right? They were watching House of Frankenstein just earlier this evening on the TV. I wonder if um, they saw Texas Chainsaw. I mean, <laughs> that's it's curious, uh, but uh, uh, oh, sorry, I got distracted. There's a whole bunch of yelling. There. Yeah, I heard the scream. I was like, "Is everything okay? <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's totally fine." Um, no, I think they want that sort of bottom drops out moment yeah. of you think you're getting freedom, but you're not actually getting freedom, right? They want yes. that that sort of notion of, oh, you think you can go now. This is all really weird, but it's still fine, right? And you'll have a great story to tell everybody. No, no, no. Now shit's about to get real, right? And we're going to and it's about, about to kick into high gear. So from now on, like at this point, it's just going to be a nonstop race of insanity, right? We're yes. just we're like racing toward the end of this film, and it's just going to be banana nuts the entire way. But we're not halfway through it, are we? Or no. are we? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's <laughs> roughly it's roughly halfway through, but we have plenty of banana nuts to go. Um, it, but it's but it's all banana nuts from here on out. I mean, again, very much like a Texas Chainsaw film. Once you cross that threshold, you're in crazy. It's land. banana nut town, yeah. exactly. Um, but th- now we cut to it's the next day. Now it's Halloween. It yes. was it it was Devil's Night. Now it's Halloween. And okay, so what? <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Well, Where do we start? It's time for cops. It's time for cops first because Denise's dad okay, is, kick off is with the cops. Right? We, we deal with the cops because Denise's dad is uh, is concerned because no, no, Denise hold on, never hold on. Shows That's not home. yet. Yes, We're not it is. there yet, isn't it? Yes. We don't go straight to Bill. I believe what happens here is that Den- Denise's dad calls up weird bearded guy and is like, hey, uh, Denise never showed up. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go uh, go. Uh, he said she said she was at doctors or Captain Spaulding. Something Spaulding's exactly. And and uh, and so he's like, all right, well, I'll go go check it out. And I think he then gets in touch with the cops. We don't see the cops quite yet. We're going to we're going to meet Mary gotcha. first. Right. Uh, Mary, who is tied up uh in a chair and she has a big dunce cap on that says dunce uh on it and right, uh right. and uh and uh Otis is ranting at her about how she's never worked a day in her life and it doesn't count if she's just scooped ice cream for her friends uh with <laughs> wearing socks with Mickey Mouse on one side and Donald Duck on the other and it's 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 he has a really good little rant here yeah uh and she's just really concerned about Bill. She just wants to make sure Bill is okay. And she's like, oh, no, Bill's great. Bill is, Bill is wonderful. Bill never had a better specimen. Love, like, Bill, just, just, just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Like, nothing but good things to say about Bill. And she's like, is it okay? And we get a bit of a flashback at the same time of Bill getting sliced into pieces. Uh, and it's not looking good for Bill. Uh, and then... Uh, it looks great reveal- for Bill in the end. Yeah. yeah he- <laughs> Uh, and and then Otis reveals what has happened to Bill, which has been that Bill has been uh, turned into Fish Boy. Yeah, 
his uh, top half has been married to a bottom half of a fish in like one of those. It looks like one of those like sideshow exhibits. Yeah, like a, it's a Fiji mermaid style, and his yeah, arms have exactly. been chopped off, or his, yeah. his arms and hands, and his face it, is it, all messed it's, up. It's some good handiwork, though. Like yeah. it is some so, it is some solid work. It is a. I was suitably shocked when I saw it. I it, was surprised. I did not. I did not see that coming. Well, especially since like. In the traditional sense, up to this point, Rain Wilson is the closest that we have to the main to a main character. Like he seems he like has he's some personality. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, and he's not horrible. <laughs> yeah, he's only like borderline. I yeah, mean, he's he, he's he's bland, if anything. But yeah, yeah. a little, little little nerdy, a little awkward, right? And he has some personality traits, maybe not entirely in, inseparable from Rain Wilson, um, but they're there. Now he's now he's and now he's a fish. Now he's a fish boy. Now he's a fish boy. Um, this she, is not pleasant for Mary. Mary does Mary, Mary, Mary does not feel like this is the appropriate conclusion to that story. Um, but in this is when we even meet our cops. So this is Walton Goggins and an older cop. Wait, before uh, we get to Jerry. Hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, yeah. This part, it's I guess it's it's intercut, and I'm forgetting that. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, but the cops show up at Spaulding's uh, and they sort of like a ask around and uh, like <laughs> this, is, this is where Spaulding is wearing his pig pig shirt. But he kind of waves them off like he's like, you know, maybe they got lost. You know, he, he doesn't have any more details for them. What's funny about it is he's he. it's a weird, like almost almost tense scene of like a guy being evasive. But there's nothing for him to be evasive about. No, he right. Theoretically, he, he doesn't didn't know. do anything. Yeah, yeah. He, right. well, except that he murdered two people the night before. But they're not asking about that. No, in any not, capacity. Right, exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> and it and it's no, right adds no tension to the scene. The fact that like it's not like they then pan down to under the floorboards where there are two bodies, and right. he's like, "Oh God, I hope they don't smell the two bodies." No, not at all. Doesn't no, care. It's just it's just they're not buying his shit, even though his shit is actually not shit. He's telling them actually what happened. Absolutely, <laughs> the truth exactly. Um, but then. This is when we uh, we we get to see Denise. Uh, Denise is tied has also been uh, outfitted in in a costume. She is wearing a tiny little girl's dress and has like weird like clownish like a uh, little girl makeup. Yeah. Uh, and she is tied to a bed. And uh, Tiny comes down to attend to her. Oh yeah, he's Speaking eating of a big Chainsaw box yes. of Agatha Krispies. Agatha Krispies. Agatha Krispies, which I was I'm like, oh, eh, sure, that's fine. <laughs> Well, you 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 enjoy a good Agatha Christie novel, as far as I understand it. Right now, I'm in the middle of reading. What's it is called? it Nemesis? After the funeral. It's called. After the funeral. Yeah. What happens then? Uh, we'll find out. Okay, cool. <laughs> Somebody else gets uh, killed. So far, he's eating Agatha Christie's, but it looks a lot more like he's eating a whole bunch of dog food. <laughs> Probably. It is just it is just brown and slop. It looks like stew, like the, the, that he's eating, uh, but. Denise kind of pleads for her life and uh, like, like, and, and wants to be let go. And like, Tiny's like, okay. <laughs> and Tiny's like, it's like, all right. She's like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then immediately Otis comes down and like grabs her and throws her in a cage. Yep. 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 Where there are three other people in that cage. I think these are, again, the cheerleaders. Cheerleaders. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, po possibly a main, but they kind of leap on top of her. It's very, oh, confusing. no. 
That's right. These I, I don't know who these ones were. She does yeah. at some point interact with the cheerleaders, I, I thought, or maybe she's near them. Or again, maybe I'm confusing the characters because they all there's are a lot of intercutting that happens here. No, this was yes, this was a weird thing of like, who the heck are these people jumping on there? What does that mean? And it's not the only time that will happen. This is not the last Wait. time in this movie. Randos will jump on someone and you're going, who the fuck is who, that? Who is that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that That's that's certainly true. We get a lot of that actually. It's like, it's like, it's like coming up. Um, so I don't know then, what those are. Yeah, she just yeah, yeah, no, no idea what, what it is. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't really matter. It's just more weirdness that just piled upon weirdness, piled upon weirdness in this movie. Um, but then the cops uh, do find uh, the uh, the kid's abandoned car. Wait, OK, hold on. We must be at Jerry getting cut up by now. I don't think so. Where he gets. Where, 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 where they're cutting his hair. Where baby's uh, cutting his hair? We're, we're getting there soon. Okay. I'm, we're getting there soon. <laughs> all right. Look, man. I really thought it was before all this, but all right. You, do you re- I mean, we can talk about that. Go for it. No, can, there's, nothing can, there's nothing no, to say. There's nothing to say. No, yeah. No, we're, we're going to get to it in just a second. I mean, this this is all I just want to say is that the cops are, cops are hot in the trail here, and they find uh, the abandoned car. And for some reason, uh, they've thrown a cheerleader body, I'm assuming, or yeah. some sort of body in the back of the trunk. And the, its body is carved with the words treat or trick yeah. instead on it. So, yeah, um, and that's and confirmed I, to be one of the one of the cheerleaders for certain. Absolutely. OK, yeah. Um, this is when uh, Jerry, we meet Jerry. So I mean, like we're just kind of going around. We're getting to see everybody. We, we see what happened. We see what happened to Bill. We get to see what happened with Denise and Mary. They've just sort of been tied up and imprisoned in their various ways. And uh, Jerry's also duct taped to a chair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and uh, baby is playing a guessing game with him. She's just yeah. messing with him. What is she making him guess? Uh, well, her favorite number, I think, right. for, for first thing. And then she wants to say, like, uh, she says, if you guess what my favorite movie star is, I'll let you go. But right. if not, you're going to be in, like, a world of trouble. And he doesn't even try, does he? No, he does. He tries. He guesses Marilyn Monroe. Right, he uh, he's wrong. It's Betty Davis. Um, yeah, she immediately just starts cutting at uh, Chris Hardrick's wig that he's been wearing this entire show. Well, she's been chopping at the wig and stuffing it in his mouth, but... At this point, it's weird because she actually starts scalping him and you can see the skin coming off of his head. Like yeah. you could see her pulling it off. But then like a moment later, we're going to see him just with a buzz, just cut, a buzz cut. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's like, wait, what happened? Well, she what? just kind of, she kind of just put it back. It's probably, it's like a little she like, a, it down. Yeah, she was like, just temp, 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 and just put it, put it back. It's totally fine. Um, we now get a sort of an epic. This is what I was talking about. This feels very sort of like seventies, uh, bit like 70s auteur Brian De Palma hyper violence kind of a moment here when the cops show up at the house. So Denise's dad. And oh, I, still, I was still thinking Tarantino at this part, but yes, sure. Absolutely. Both. But I think, but I think it's, it's, it, it strikes me like it looks like a lot, like a, there are a bunch of uh, crib techniques here from De Palma. I don't know if you noticed all the split diopter shots that oh, are, yeah. that are in this movie, right? All like, it felt like it felt a little like that. Um, what was I watching? I was watching uh, uh, Blood Simple, the the Coen Brothers' first movie, okay. where they do a whole bunch of like fancy like like camera moves, and it's great. But it's also like, yeah, I bet you are waiting all throughout film school to get to do this shit. <laughs> and like, I feel like that was some of the. It's like, ooh, do I get to do split diopters? I'm very excited about it. I mean, um, I, I guess, I guess, probably too. I get 
I would I associate that stuff with Quentin as well because like so much but, of well, his stuff is quoting is from 70s as well. 70s so. exactly. Yeah, no, 100%. Um but yeah, so we we basically just get like a you know, uh, older cop gets invited inside the house to uh, to have a flirty conversation with with mother. And uh, in the meantime, Otis Firefly has uh, come around the back and he's just raring to go. He is just excited to no, no, shoot no, some not police. Quite. You're, I mean, you, you get that's where it gets you. But I mean, they actually yeah. they, they find the girls uh, in the in the barn or whatever. Yeah, they right. Um, they, they yes, they, Walter they realize Goggins that... and the dad find the girl. And again, this is where I'm confused, and I'm going, which girls did they? Is there that could, his there, daughter? Well, there I are, don't uh, think it is. Could be a thousand corpses, right? And there's, there's a lot of corpses in this house. I'm pretty sure this is the non-daughter girl. So that's what Mary. Yes, no. that's correct. Yes, no, Denise is didn't dead. The dead. The dad is Denise's dad. So I think this must be Mary and the cheerleaders. Mary doesn't die here. They just find her tied up here, right? Okay. Maybe. Which I I don't, again, I don't know. Maybe, you know let me look at the wiki. Does it it's edited also in a way that it's not entirely clear that they're actually looking at it. It's kind of cross-cutting to it existing, but not really necessarily showing them looking at it. It's not the clearest thing in the world. It's very sort of just like a sort of a, this being used as texture to sort of fill out the sort of the, the, the shape of the scene. Okay. This confirms that it's Mary they find in the barn. Okay, got with it. The, with the with the dead cheerleaders. Got so, it. Uh, and so, but as they're doing that, the the dad turns to run and immediately gets shot down by, uh, by Otis. By, yeah. I I at at this point in the movie, I was pretty shocked that the dad got killed because I I am now thinking again, my brain keeps wanting to make this into a normal movie like a movie movie that yeah. has like 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 arcs and like yep. oh well they set up the dad to do a thing. <laughs> yeah. No, dead dad just is showing up to die. Um. <laughs> There's a very sort of like th- this whole scene, though, it's it's a lot of it done in slow motion yeah. and they drop out all natural sound mm-hmm. and they have a sort of an ironic sort of like countryish, like like sort of like Hank Williams esque country cue that is sort of like play playing over this whole thing. And Walter Goggins sort of gets caught dead to rights, drops his gun and and then there's like a really sort of like giant crane shot where it's sort of like it pulls up and up and up and up. And you're just looking at the two of them in this sort of like showdown in the middle of the courtyard outside the house. It's dead silent because the movie the song ends by that. Song point. ends and it's just bam and then the cop falls. I oh, think- no, but you didn't wait long enough. It is the longest wait on film. You're right. It, it, hold, it holds for a while. You, you, I was sitting there going, is... It's gonna. Are they not gonna? What is? Uh, nope. Uh, and then they do. <laughs> but it's it's nice. I think. Oh no, it's it, not bad. It's it, just this was, whole this whole sequence. It does feel like it's from another movie. Highly stylized, it, absolutely. Yeah, it's highly stylized. It, it, but it, but it feels like it's just another kind of thing that Rob Zombie wanted to do. In another movie, this would mean more. But I think what it, what it kind of is doing is saying nobody's coming to save these people. Yeah. Right. Their only choice is to save themselves, and they may not even be able to do that. Spoiler, right? It is yeah. really like saying there is no hope of any sort of like all the sort of like this never happened in sort of the original Texas Chainsaw. As soon as they were out there, they never saw another person ever again. Right. This one, we're sort of we have some vestiges of society left. We're going to strip them all away. Now it's only madness. So, 
yeah, so you're right. Uh, the 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 s- uh, seeming seeming the uh, the saviors are all dead, all dead actually, that quickly. Well, <laughs> actually, though, we do get to meet one more person representing uh, the outside world, and that is Gary Ober of the uh, of the uh, the liquor store Red Hot Pussy Liquors. L i q u o r s. Thank you for clarifying. It's good. <laughs> I was shocked that he lives. Oh, right, right, right. No, they. I'm not entirely sure what this scene is is doing here. It's basically that Rufus and Baby go go buy a bunch of booze because they like to get fucked up and do fucked up shit. And Gary's there for it, and he's like, "Oh, this is gonna cost, cost you a lot." And it's, it's gonna be 180 dollars. And they're like, "Well, I'm good for. It. We definitely have 180 dollars." And they buy the booze and they get out of there. And it's I, I just was there to be a weird ass scene. I mean, again, maybe it is there to fuck with us. To go, you think they're going to kill this guy? And then it's like, nope. Nope. They're they're creatures of whimsy. <laughs> creatures of whimsy. I mean, baby's a little bit arbitrary. Um, so, the, so they get some booze uh, because they're, they're going to have a, they're going to have a Halloween party, I suppose. Uh, sure. But Otis is getting ready for a bit of a ritual. Now, do you want to talk about what, what Otis is doing? What he's doing to get ready? He- well, yeah. Well, he's 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 putting on a costume. I remember the costume. Do we see him putting it on? Yeah, he he, he kind of uh, he kind of, yeah, you know, he kind of puts it together. He is. Uh, we we sort of pan over uh, a the corpse of Denise's dad, which is missing uh, the the chest area and the face. This is sort of uh, oh that costume. I'm sorry, I got all confused. Because I'm thinking of the costume he wears at the later ritual. Oh, no, no. <laughs> That's this why I'm be, confused. I'm sorry. Now I remember will, exactly what this, you're talking about. This will be a scene called Who's Your Daddy? <laughs> yes, yes. In uh, which Otis then puts on the face and body of Denise's dad. Yeah. And the remaining surviving members are all dressed in bunny suits and are suspended from the ceiling. And uh, well, because the and, whole family is dressed dressed up for Halloween at this point. Yes, everybody's dressed up, and so like he's dressed up in like like they actually Grandpa looks like he's dressed like uh, Loki, um, <laughs> <laughs> or something similar. The, the 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 baby and mother are in those like white gowns of some sort, uh, and, and it, like and he's basically Otis is giving this big speech, and every time there's one, they all answer with "Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy?" Um, and I, there's a line which I wrote down because I liked it, which was, it's all true. The boogeyman is real and you found him. Which, so I, which that's, I that's a scene that then in my mind, as I'm watching it, is referencing both explicitly referencing both um, Texas Chainsaw and Halloween. Yes. Uh, because, yes, now we now we get the actual Leatherface, Leatherface situation in this film. Yeah. Um, so they're all kind of like marched out to a graveyard. Right. So they're all by or march out to like a big field. I'm not sure if this is the graveyard. There's another graveyard in addition. And well, Jerry is 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 put into a coffin. Well, and and this is where I was referring to. O- Otis has changed again. Otis has another costume change and an elaborate one. 
Well, and he'll have one more after this as well, because he doesn't get into his full-on death metal makeup quite yet. Wait, no, are we not there yet? I thought we were fucking there. Oh my god! I'm sorry, I'm rushing through this movie. Apparently, no, no, he doesn't get put on his Norwegian death metal makeup until uh, just a little bit later. But it's fine. So, what's he wearing now? I mean, it's it's now. I think he just has the the long hair and maybe I forget. It's like a hat or something or like a robe. But he doesn't have the metal makeup on yet. But the metal makeup is great. Uh, I really enjoy later when he puts on this like the like black and white grease paint makeup with the sort of the cross on his foot, cross on the forehead. Yes, that's what I thought I, we were talking yeah, about. I mean, we'll get there. It doesn't really matter what he's what he's wearing now. We, for all intents and purposes, he's wearing the death metal makeup. Um, but uh, the Jerry yeah, Jerry, the Jerry gets put into a coffin, but Mary freaks out and runs away, and. Uh, and and runs away, but but and uh, baby is just sent after him to hunt him, hunt her down. And this is when Mary just this is where Mary dies because baby just catches up with her and just brutally just knife stabs her to death. And this is where uh, I referenced earlier. This is where the part he talks about run rabbit run. Where you going? Yes, exactly. Run rabbit runs. I ain't nothing like to hunt in humans. <laughs> <And so. laughs> I think some of the direct-to-camera stuff is some of the more fun stuff in the movie. It's really weird and enjoyable to watch. I oh, like it's extremely it. weird. It's extremely yeah. weird. Uh, but yeah, Baby, as it turns out, right, Baby's kind of been messing about this entire time and sort of feels like complicit but not necessarily a murderer. And now it's it's clear that she is also 100% a murderer. I mean, she was She's, She hasn't done any cheerleaders. Absolutely. It was pretty clear she was. She scalped Jerry and then unscalped Jerry, yeah. apparently. Yes, and give him a haircut. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, th- but that said, she murders anyway, this woman. She she, she, she murders Mary. Um, and then we cut back, and Denise is is being thrown into the coffin with Jerry. So yes. Denise and Jerry go both go into that coffin, and they put a lid on it, and they lowered into the ground, which is apparently a pit of undead zombies. So this is the next part of weirdness because then they put in like a tape recorder that like just... plays a sound that summons again. Sure. Are they zombies? Are they people that they have kept in this pit so long that they've gone feral and crazy? Who Possible. knows? Yeah. But they are going to tear that coffin apart, attack them and then sink into the mud up to their noses and just like stare at them. This is the, what we referred to earlier. Another thing of like, who the fuck are these people? Why are they attacking them? What is this? Look, not everything in the world has an answer. <laughs> uh, sure. Jerry gets dragged away. And now Denise is just sort of on her own, uh, wandering the catacombs. Uh, and this and- is when we, we, we see the very many corpses. Yeah, they're very many corpses. They're kind of lined up along the walls. Covered they're, in cobwebs. Uh, cobwebs. It's very sort of uh, Temple of Doom-esque. It's just a little gross. She passes through them and gets into uh, like an even bigger ch- Like chamber. a bone church. Yes, it, it is. Absolutely. So like the architecture is made out of bones. So that's why I'm saying like, again, do we get to a thousand? So, I don't know, but it's a lot. I don't have time to count. Yeah. And then she gets to meet. She goes to like the waiting room of hell, though. First, now, before she meets Doctor Satan, she's in like the waiting room of hell. It's like this like big red room, and it's like a bunch of like people just sitting around with like strange like metal 
things screwed into their head and yeah, but they yeah. look a little like they're just kind of like hanging out <laughs> they, they, they don't look terribly disturbed that they're there but they look like they've been worked on quite a bit D- does it but, make sense to you that this movie is based on an idea for a, a haunt maze uh yes 100 <laughs> percent. in fact it, can, it kind of almost works sequentially like that sometimes you're in a haunt maze and you're like how did i get from there to here all right it's fine whatever oh, uh sorry while we're talking about it i should mention uh after this movie became a cult classic, uh, they, they actually did a House of a Thousand Corpses universal horror nights haunt house based on that it. makes all the sense in the world. It's I just don't... hilarious because Universal threw the movie in the garbage after they saw it and now are then and later made a haunt house based on yeah, it. Yeah, then they, sure. <laughs> um, and then I think we actually do get to meet uh, Dr. Satan. Dr. Satan! Dr. Satan! So here's Dr. Satan. Uh, he's an old dude. He's extremely thin. His face is messed up. Like his mouth is like, like melted shut, like, like Neo in the matrix style, almost Mm, like, mm -hmm. like you could see little holes through, but it's like, it's not open in the way that it should be. And he has like a not open in the way that it should be (laughs) a mouth, you know, a hole. (laughs) Um, He has uh, a external prosthesis. That is like a, a big metal thing that goes up over his shoulders and connects to his arms with like little, little metal arms to presumably help him hold sure. his arms up and move his arms. I don't know. I don't know. Hard to say. <laughs> it's it's creepy looking. And he's operating on Jerry. Jerry. He's sort of like opened up a big pung, big chunk of Jerry's head. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 working on him. Just doing an he's experiment. He also has a henchman, which looks a little like uh like sort of like a, it looks like it's out of the world of Hellboy. Honestly, this is Tiny's dad. Oh, okay. That's this Tiny's is Tiny's dad. dad. Um, he has a name. I'm trying to remember what it is. His name is Earl. <laughs> sure, Earl okay. Firefly. Okay. Uh, so this is this is a. Uh, why what is his deal why is he with dr satan i i have no answers for you (laughs) why is he her ex what is their current relationship their exes so but but are they still collaborating with dr satan and earl they are feeding them people Uh, maybe they're they're appeasing dr satan i mean like right in the in in the way that you sacrifice virgins to a volcano (laughs) Oh, we also did didn't it, mention the like w- the place that Mary got killed. Speaking of a thousand corpses, was a graveyard with like a vast field of, uh, of uh, graves, uh, like a hundred, but a like thousand? shitty makeshift, like, like just two sticks crosses. together crosses. Yes, yes, exactly. That, yeah, and that that's where um, we didn't mention it, but that's where Otis uh, burns Mary's body in a in a in a sacrificial ritual, and this is when he is in his uh, so, his his hair metal makeup. Yeah, yeah. His death death metal makeup, skull, rather. Skull, white white skull paint with some black off to the sides and then the black cross on his head. And he's big red robes. Exactly. It's all sort of very sort of quasi-religious. For sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, so she she has a big confrontation here with, with Earl, I suppose. She and runs. he sort of come, comes after her and uh, and or, uh, Earl kind of basically just hacks through a support. As it kind of ends in sort of a half-assed kind of way. Earl kind of hacks through a, like a support beam, and a whole bunch of stuff collapses on him. And uh, then it's the next morning. That's kind of all that happens. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. So, so, so it's like it certainly is like she she killed him. Maybe. Yeah, sure. Or incapacitated him or stopped him or whatever. And then she kind of crawls out of a hole. Yep. She crawls out of the hole out into the into the up, up onto the surface again. And she runs to the main road and she is completely saved and safe because she meets a friendly clown clown named Captain Spaulding <laughs> who is going to save her. Sure. Exactly. And he's going to take her to see a doctor. But yeah, she, she very conveniently says, take me to a doctor. She should have chosen her words more carefully. But but in fact, she's even that is she's it's not even that simple because not no. only is he in on it, Otis, Otis is, is in the back seat. In the back seat. <laughs> He's lying down in the back seat. Why? Why was he lying down in the back seat? Look, hey, uh, uh, Spalding, uh, you gotta drive me around, but I'm uh, I'm tired. I'm gonna lie down for a while. <laughs> <laughs> or this was the plan the entire time. She's going to think she was okay. And yeah. not, no, no, I do no, not believe no. Otis thought this all out. I don't know. I mean, they did that whole fake out with them. Like the, Oh, your car's ready. Why don't you go ahead and drive away? And then they pull, pull it back and, and do, do doing it one more time being like, Oh, we're going to let her think that she is going to get away this time. And then she almost gets away. And then they bring her back. Cut to uh, black when he jumps black. out at her. Yeah. Uh, and then we just see a short little thing where she's being operated on by Dr. Satan. And Earl's and not he, even dead. He's there. Not even dead. No, he's there. And then uh, there's a little title card that comes up that says the end. Question mark. And the answer is no. no it's not. It's not over. But for her, yes. For, yes. <laughs> <laughs> for the good, for the good guys, quote unquote, yes. For yeah. the bad guys, no. Um, I, so, so I will say, I often have a not an issue, but I find movies that want to be midnight movies. Right. And they have that as their sort of stated desire to be disingenuous. And I find that's a little bit try hard. Yeah. I think there's a healthy amount of amateurism in this movie combined with a sort of encyclopedic love of garbage Americana that infuses this with a bit of energy that actually gives it an endearing vibe. I have to say, I was I found myself rooting for this movie. I liked it more the second time. Um, I think because because I didn't like it the first time, uh, and because of why I didn't like it the first time. Well, why didn't you like it the first time? Because it doesn't. Because it's not a good story, and it doesn't hold together as a story. That's why. Because right. I wanted to have an entertaining story, and it and it doesn't deliver. No offense to the movie. Um, but knowing that going in, and like kind of going, okay, it's going to be kind of dopey. I was able to just kind of enjoy it more and just be like, yeah, this is just crazy over the top nuts. Um, I mean, I think this would be a good double feature with part two with Texas Chainsaw part two. Yeah. I mean, again, Texas Chainsaw part two hangs together better than this. I think, I think. I mean, not a whole lot. more. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> no, but you're right. It, it shares a lot of DNA with that. It, it reminds me also of a, a couple other franchises that do a similar thing. Um, well, the first terrifier is similar in the sense that it's just crazy. It's just an excuse to do crazy shit. Like the story's not going to be good. Don't worry about it. Now, terrifier is interesting because I think terrifier two is a lot better story wise, but even still, it's still mostly an excuse to do crazy shit. It's just, they got better at justifying the crazy shit. Um, the other one being um, hatchet, which is again, another completely bananas thing that like the story is ridiculous over the top. And it's just, they want to go and do crazy gore and crazy special effects 
practical special effects and they do it. And the first time I, when I watched the first hatchet, I think I was very much like, Oh, I wanted like a good story. And, and it didn't give me that. But then knowing that I was then able to watch the the later ones going, it's not going to be a good story. Don't worry about it. I just had a good time. Um, So so what was your, what was your feeling watching this here the second time? Yeah. Again, like I said, I just had a good time. I was able to just kind of go like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I know what happens. Here's what happens. They all show up, they die the end. Like that's the story. Um, But it's about what happened. Like, how is it shown and how is it, how does it happen? And yeah, it was just fun. It was just fun. Yeah. No, I, I, there are more boobs in this movie than in, than in all the, the other movies we've we'll seen. Oh, yeah. And the Friday the 13th movies. And yeah, there's yes. No. There are a lot in this movie. Mostly because not even most of them aren't even shot for this movie. A bunch of them are. But then oh, they'll yeah. just do, here's montages of like every I'm boob in like every movie ever. Tag films. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. It's kind of weird how, anyway, this movie definitely does not shy away from putting sex in it. Um, well, it, it does in one aspect. Uh, which is there, uh, there isn't really any like sexual assault in it, uh, which is, I guess, nice, but uh... <laughs> it's always something. Um, the, the other thing that I feel like we haven't really talked about is that I think it's shot really nicely. Yeah, no, it's, it's well I, I think there is a lot of fun uh, color choices in this movie. It is a really colorful movie. Wait, is this the one? Did we, uh, no, no, I'm thinking of nothing but trouble. <laughs> I was like, "Is this the one that was Dean Cunning?" No, no Dean Cunning. No, 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 no. No, but I, I, th- I think I think this the cinematography is nice. I think the lighting design is nice. I think especially like like they they do a good job of sort of evoking that uh, kind of lurid uh, kind of come on that is sort of American pop culture. Well, I mean, again. One of the things Rob Zombie is best at is the evocation of the of the style that he is going for. And yeah. it's it is a it is a dirty style. It is a kind of unpleasant style. Um on purpose. Yeah. yeah no, listen, I yes, I'm not saying he's not good at again, I'm saying he's good at it, but it's a it's a style that is not that is deliberately gross and i don't I know, gross isn't even the right word because lots of it's a little hot gross. and sweaty and yeah, a little like a uncomfortable little you right it's like everything dialed up a lot dialed up kind of kind of with, with some intensity and that's again that's a big part of why i hate his halloween halloween um because it does that it does it absolutely does that and that uh, the opening sequence in that uh, you haven't seen it right no. Okay. Well, then I'm not going to talk too much about it. Okay. All right. Um, but that, yeah, that's part of it. Save though. it for when we force you to watch I, Halloween. I know. Listen, I probably, I'll probably break down and do it. It wouldn't be the first oath to myself I break. <laughs> 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 um, no, I, I look. Yeah. I, I overall, I would say I am, I am pleased that this is one of our bonus episodes that we decided to do. I thought this was enjoyable. I'm happy to have seen this. It is not what I thought it was. No. I, I thought I really liked it a lot more than I than I expected. Well, maybe we'll do a bonus episode, bonus episode, so we can watch the sequels. <laughs> <laughs> you mean nothing but trouble too? I, 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 I like having now watched this. It really, really makes me want to watch a the sequel that I've seen and loved, and b the sequel that I have never seen. Um, All right. 
So I, I kind of would be down for that. But there you All right. Well, let, let, I'm sure we, we can get to that as well. So um, we'll, we'll do a whole Rob, Rob Zombie series run at some point. Oh, okay. I don't know if I'm down for that. <laughs> that I, oh. That's too far. <laughs> I feel like that would be too much of an immersion. I, I don't yeah, think I'd be I, able to handle it. I don't think I'd be able to handle it. Oh, okay. Um, um, well, all right. Well, so this was, this was fun. This is a good suggestion. I really do appreciate it. Good, good. Well, okay. Even though this is going to be for a while, we don't know that we're ever going to get there. Knowing that there is a sequel, what, what do you do in the sequel? What do we do in the, in the the sequel to this? Uh, I would say we focus entirely on Tiny, and we give him an entirely new family. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, and then, and then we say to them like, on Halloween, on Halloween, four teenagers were never seen again, but one cheerleader remains in a catatonic state, and she mentioned that there was a cannibalistic family with a Doctor Satan living beneath them, but nobody could find any evidence of any of those those corpses that that she mentioned at the house. And then they show up later, but they're actually all living at Six Flags over Texas. Is uh, there was no cannibalism in this one, right? Uh, no, I guess not. They were actually all eating real dinner. I mean, it's, I don't think they paid a lot of attention. Or regular to dinner. Eating, but yeah, I don't think like there's a lot of really gross stuff done with bodies, but I don't think I don't think they eat any of them. I know. I don't. I I, th- I think you are correct. Okay. Okay. At least, at least not on screen. Right, right. Uh, off yeah. constantly. Yes. Um, and again, who knows what those weird mud people were doing down there? Like, who knows? I mean, I feel like you just got to up up the intensity and have more corpses in the next one. So the next one really should just be a house of 2,000 corpses. House of 2,000 corpses. A house of uh, then 3,000, et cetera, et cetera. Or yeah, no, yeah. let's not go crazy. House of 1,001 corpses. One one corpses. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> the next one then seems stupid. Yes, yes. Um I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think it's clear that the family is the uh, is the most important part of this movie. Uh, so, you know, you just stick with the sort of colorful characters that you that you got and you just keep having their continued adventures. <laughs> yeah. Uh, OK, that sounds fair. That sounds fair. I mean, I don't know. I, I it, yeah. If this had literally been Texas Chainsaw Massacre five. I don't think that would have been bad. No, that probably would have been, I think, more pleasurable for me than the reboot. Where would you put this in your Texas Chainsaw ranking? In my Texas Chainsaw rankings? Yes. Uh, I would watch this. I would say this is equivalent to number two in terms of would like to watch again. Okay. And in terms of my what's want to watch again list, it goes part two, this movie... And that's it. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe the movie that just came out, I might watch again at some point. But for me, I think the movies that I want to watch again are the ones that are fun. And I thought this one and number two had the most weird fun in them. Okay. And so, and so those are the ones that I would revisit. So I would say, look, if he wants to pay tribute to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think this is as good as you're going to get. Yeah. Okay. Great. Oh, it feels good to me. This movie. Yes. This movie went up in my estimation. I'm glad I revisited it. I'm glad I revisited it. Yeah. Um, it's again, it's not a masterpiece. It's just gonzo. And there are parts of it that are quite fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I would, I would, for instance, I would actually do a screening list for Halloween. It would be a fun one to do around Halloween time. Sure, be a good time. Sure. Anyway, all right, we've yammered on and all, uh, enough about a house of a thousand corpses. Uh, Jordan, as always, uh, you have been and shall always be my friend. The good of the many. That that that's what our catchphrase is, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go to hell. Thank you for joining us on the Nature Trail to Hell. This show is produced and edited by Jordan D. White and Stephen Lawrence. Do you have any thoughts, questions, comments, or suggestions for us? Email us at naturetrailpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, Satan eats cheese whiz.